Welcome to the Tuesday mashup. I am Sean Newman, and I finally am getting to it. I, I had two show up here on time, and then I wasn't ready, and so here we go. So, twos, thanks for uh, being back. The fifteenth uh, installment, I want to say fifteenth, number one yeah. five. It's we've got a few kind of hidden on not hidden on the internet, but just where nobody could find our first four <laughs> or five or whatever. But this is the fifteenth one that we've done. I have we. We skipped one week, maybe. I think we missed one week. Yeah. Uh, just as we were transitioning a couple things. Yeah, that's right. We spent one week just figuring out what we were going to do and we started putting it on the actual podcasts. Yeah. And then other than that, it's been a weekly gig. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Monday's episode? Uh, I'm, I'm curious. You, you, you had a truck. Yours. Yes. Yes. Boyd Anderson. With Boyd Anderson. Wow. So that's sean newman's podcast that released this morning and it was three straight hours where sean talked for a grand total of about 45 seconds maybe maybe and that guy never even took a breath the funny thing was was so sean and i were talking this morning because we had so much stuff to go over i want to touch base on it real quick and i didn't have a chance to ask him but when i saw the picture come up on spotify i was gonna say do you know if that guy's a golfer i have no because idea. i recognized him from when I used to work at the Willows. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, it was forever ago. Maybe I could be wrong. <laughs> and then he brings up the and, Willows a half and dozen you know, different times. <laughs> and I was like, no way. Okay, that is the guy. I don't remember anything about him. I just, the the face struck a, a chord in, in my mind and made the connection. So did, you, did he sell you on the largest gold heist ever? He didn't really sell me on much of anything in mm. that, but Jesus, it was so interesting to listen to, to have a guy just repeatedly rapid fire, go through all of that stuff and have it tie back to five goals. He scored in junior hockey. Like it's, it's this international cabal that's been going on for centuries. And the culminating point was when I was 17 and I had a really good game. Maybe, but, was, but, but his, his theory is, is that the numbers meant more to the other people. Uh, and that's why he was allowed in. Yeah. And then I, the, the point that he really lost me was where he saw the announcement. He was sitting in the Willows clubhouse and he saw the announcement about the Malaysian flight disappearing. And he immediately phones a guy that he absolutely ghosted and hasn't talked to in years. And he says, you did it. And the guy says, yeah, yeah, I did it. Like, if I had made an entire jet disappear full of people and I got a phone call from somebody that I hadn't talked to in years asking me if I did it, my first response would probably be no. But I think what he's trying to point out, maybe, uh, I don't know, I'd love to have Boyd and twos go at it. That'd be interesting. Is uh, <laughs> I think he's... You know, if you if you take a step into that lane, you go, these people are so powerful, they don't they don't care. And for whatever reason, if you go even a step further and you go, the numbers add up to what he's trying to to sell, that means they really truly believed he was supposed to be a part of it, which is about as wild as it gets to. And we're sitting here and people are either going, I got through it all and I still don't know what, or they're like, What the heck did I miss on Monday? I tell you what, you want to start your Monday with a little bit of pizzazz? <laughs> Three hours of it go back uh, to to two ninety six. 
Okay, but it's not that hard to just come up with a bunch of ways that your numbers all come together. I started monkeying around with this today because I had with the two, day two, off. two, two. Yeah, and I was like, well, radon two, two, two is depleted uranium. Ernest Orlando Lawrence was born on August eighth, nineteen oh one. He went on to invent the cyclotron. August eighth is the two hundred twenty second day of the year. Do you know what else happened on August eighth? Nixon resigned, and when he did his famous "I'm not a crook" speech, how many fingers was he holding up? That's right. Two hands holding up two fingers each. Two, two. Maybe you stumbled on something, Tuz. Maybe you need to look into that. Maybe I am the leader of this great cabal and I don't even know it. (laughs) Uh, Either way, it's what I do on the podcast is I try and bring on as many guests as possible to spur on a little bit of, hmm, well, that was something, and uh, that boy, did definitely was something. It's it's worth checking out for sure. But I mean, it's not like you're gonna walk away from it and be, you know, like it's yeah. Tuz isn't a fan. Okay. Well, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that it's just really out there, and yeah, you could just smell the crazy coming through the headphones. Well, let's start this sucker. Choco tacos. You want to talk about craziness? Let's talk about Choco Tacos are gone for good. A victim of tough decisions. They were selling too many Choco Tacos. You know, we, <laughs> we go from how numbers and this and that and that being crazy. This is about the craziest thing I've heard. You're selling too many. It's putting too much yep. supply constraints on our other products. We can't do it anymore. Imagine that. You're Klondike. What would you do for Klondike Bar? Apparently, they have these things called Choco Tacos. I didn't know about this, but... Oh, I got a, a US people, connection. You yes. got, yeah, you probably are well versed in that as well. I literally and, went, Choco Tacos. I'm reading the headline. My wife's like, Choco Tacos. What about them? I'm like, they're going out. And she's like, they're going out. Choco Tacos are going out. This will be a whole other thing that I've just uh, butterfly affected on my own family. Anyways, carry on. Mm-hmm. So they're waffle cones, ice cream, chocolates, and peanuts. And an ice cream bar company can't get enough of those and they're discontinuing them and so everybody was saying well no i bet you it's just that they they wanted to get away from from (laughs) oh it's true but they wanted to get away from cultural appropriation or accusations of cultural appropriation because mexicans are known for their ice cream tacos and (laughs) so they just decided to be proactive with it and then the thing is is that routers did a fact check on it and said nope nope that's not it at all And at first you're wondering, you're like, okay, well, maybe they just made some boneheaded business decision, or maybe there's something I don't really know about it. But then as soon as it gets fact-checked, you're like, okay, well, that, that means it's true now. Because that's the way it goes. Whenever some crazy thing gets (laughs) fact-checked, like, oh, well, it's got to be true now because it's part of the message. Well, taco tacos. Yep. Yeah. Man 59 charged after uh, Muskego. Lakes, marina, damaged by excavator. I love this. I don't know what the story is. I don't know what the background. They're not releasing any details, but there's just a video of this guy with an excavator. Yep, just swinging it around and just wrecking this entire building. And it reminded me of this. When I first heard about it, I thought it was, um, I don't know, like a the Netflix documentary. Oh, I never, I never saw it. They did a Netflix documentary on the about Killer that Dozer. Oh no way! Hey, oh, I yeah. watched that. I thought two, it was, I thought it was like an urban legend. No, two two hours of just like, oh my god, 
oh my god this is wild and then video of it and like everything like is it is a wild story as soon as yeah. i saw as soon as i saw the, the 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 story of the guy tearing down the the, uh, the marina with the excavator i'm like this totally reminds me of the dozer and then i saw underneath it you had the dozer link and i'm like yeah yeah so i just found out that the dozer thing was real a few days ago i thought it was an urban legend but yeah the dude spent a year and a half plating up his bulldozer with he was pissed off because he felt like the powers that be the old families of the town he was in Mm -hmm. were basically screwing him over and so what he did was he bought an old dozer put it in his shop and for the course of like you know whether it was a year whether it was a year and a half he steel plated everything and then went Mm -hmm. on a rampage destroying all the said families that uh basically uh ostracized him from the town and to make it even even like more ridiculous, it was hooked up with cameras and stuff. So the cops literally couldn't get into it. Like for like, it's, here's a slow moving excavator going around town, just smashing buildings and they couldn't do anything with it. Cause yeah, it was this just guy was plated. so fed up with the bullshit government that he was dealing with that. Finally, he just said, screw it, took matters into his own hands, built this absolute tank. They're trying to shoot at it and they couldn't get through because it was all t- totally bulletproof and he welded himself in the man had no intentions of ever getting ever out getting out again. he ends up shooting himself uh spoiler alert yeah 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 anyways and can, can i we was talk- always willing to be reasonable until i had to be unreasonable sometimes reasonable men may must do unreasonable things there's a quote they found in his house afterwards yeah. can we talk Two- about what Twos, twos is going to get a dozer and, and steal it up. Anyways, side note. Uh, how about our government? I'm going to give you a little extra time on our government. Waste money on stupid shit. That isn't a headline. That's a twos headline. Uh, that's let's a twos start, headline, let's but start I feel with, like it could be a recurring theme. Like no, well, the that's the thing. I, I literally told twos this week. I'm like, how about we just, we just push all the stupid shit into one headline? We'll start with Dina Henshaw uh, getting a bonus of 200 and some thousand dollars after getting paid like 500 some thousand dollars through the last year, 2021. So her salary is 363 and change. And she got a bonus of just shy of 228,000, which comes out to just shy of 600 grand. Do you know how much Justin Trudeau makes a year? How much? 371. So this is just a, a stupid amount of money. Her monthly bonus was like 19 grand. Like what's, what's the most money that you've ever made in a month? And has it been about $50,000, Sean? Oh, the podcast is booming. Didn't you know? Like I'm just rolling it. <laughs> nice. You, you know, got that Rogan money. Going to yeah. spend it all on DMT and elk meat. <laughs> I, I just want, I just want her job for, you know, like give me a year. I'll, I'll make it rain here. You know, get up on stage. They're perfectly safe and effective. Get your kids done. Oh, there was a kid that died. Oh, wait, he wasn't actually. Uh, mm-hmm. And get a bonus for it. Like, stupid shit our money, uh, our government spends money on. How about... Uh, seven, absolutely how, unreasonable. How about seven packages for retiring mayors, counselors that will cost Ottawa uh, taxpayers 500 grand? Oh, there's a provision in there that says that they get up to six months salary for a transition allowance whenever they quit or decide not to run. What, uh, what was your severance package when you quit your old job to come podcast a full time? How much of a severance package did you get? Zero dollars. Zero. Cause got, that's what happens zero. when you quit. 
Yeah. That's what happens unless you work for the government, in which case you get this. But this isn't just them when the conservatives got pretty much swept in 2015. The the government paid out millions in severance packages to these guys who'd just been old establishment assholes forever until they finally got booted. And so it's it's standard across the board. There's multiple levels of government that do this. And it's silly to just say, okay, well, you're quitting your job. Now you're going to make a bunch of extra money on your way out. Yeah, I I just don't I don't I don't understand that part of it. Because um, you know, if you're quitting, you're quitting. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, but, quitting. Yeah. But imagine that you are the person in your company who decides how much money you make and under what circumstances. Why wouldn't you put that provision in there? Yeah, that seems it's just like, conflict, like conflict of interest. Well, it does. It does, doesn't it? It's like six years after Canada became a country, the MPs all voted to start taking the summers off. Funny how that works. And they're the kinda, people who make the decision, and we've been doing it ever since. It is now Trudeau's in Costa Rica, which is very, very interesting because he keeps going back to places for vacation that don't have extradition, and it just makes me hopeful every time. But like, maybe it's a one-way <laughs> ticket. Maybe this time is the time. Uh, I know there's one more in here. Uh, uh, the Calgary oh, there's a whole police bunch. chief. There's like no, no, five no, of them. I know, but well, do you want to rattle them off? I feel like you. You know, I feel like Ted, at this point, maybe Ted, we just all right. rattle them. Does it start with it ends with okay. Lynn? All right, we start rattling them off. Brandon Lynn, Terry Lynn. Yeah, like you, I feel like you're about to start rattling them off like like Ted. Anyways, carry on. Okay. The was that a poor example? Was that a poor example? I thought you'd laugh at Ted. You know, the Teddy. I didn't bear. quite get the reference. You know, he's he's talking about the girl. And he and and Mark Wahlberg's like, all right. Oh I'm gonna start rattling it off. Yeah, if you'd if you'd have done a Boston accent or oh, said I can't something about do a Thunder Boston Buddies. Accent. Come on. Oh my God. You're going to make some obscure reference to a movie from 15 years ago. I'm not going to always get it unless it's, unless it's, you're better like than this. Step brothers. You're, you're, you're better than this. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Fire away. Just you got, you got a few, you got a little of time. You got, you okay. got a couple Air more. Air Transat bailout. Air Transat bailout, which goes through a crown corporation, which puts it under a different la- layer of scrutiny. Than, than it normally would with other bailouts and stuff that just directly come from the government. You get hard to believe, but slightly more transparency on it. This one's just a black box. We'll see what actually comes out of it. Uh, deputy police chief in Calgary retired, started collecting his two pensions, was rehired the next day for his $250,000 a year salary. That's shady. So now he's triple dipping, which technically, okay, so it's not shady because that's the way it's set up. That's the way their contracts work. They're working within the system. But shady is how the system got created in that way. And how sure. they tried to backdoor it. Because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, this is how it works and this is what we're doing. But they tried to sneak it out and then it accidentally got put into the wrong memo. And that's how everybody found out about it. And somebody whistled blue on it under the condition of anonymity because they're scared of it affecting their career. Because doing stuff like this doesn't affect your career negatively. Telling the public how the money gets spent is what fucks your job up. Correct. Can we can we talk about the Rive Can app? Uh, you know the the yeah. suspicious number. So of there's been a whole bunch of people reviews. on Twitter <laughs> noticing this. This hasn't been a news article yet. yet I, by, saying, by show of hands, why does the Arrive sh- Can app? By show of hands from our listeners, and I can't see any of them. How many of them think the Arrive Can app is, is just a wonderful piece of human ingenuity? I can't see how many any. of them. 
Yeah. Think it's wonderful. How many of them think it works great? How many of them think it's worth a five-star review? And how many of them think it's completely normal and reasonable that this app that is one country specific and has been around for a very short amount of time and is noted for okay before you say the number before you say before you say the number i'm going to give the audience a couple seconds here to think of a number in their head just think of how many people you think have gone on and rated the arrive can app here's your time all right twos finish the thought five hundred thousand five hundred ratings Compared to 100,000 for Facebook's app. And the overwhelming majority, the average of these 500,000 plus is uh, is four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. That seems totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. Yeah, that doesn't smell like something we spent a bunch of money on. (laughs) You know, they just hired a bunch of people to go and give it a great five-star rating. You know, they just like, went to their bar every, farms. Everything, every, you know, you talk about you talk about the stupid shit we spend money on right there. You know what we need to do? We need to get a whole bunch of people paid to go leave a good five star rating on that. I got to move on from spending money. The spending money thing is just the head scratch. This one, this one will really get the people going. OK, mm-hmm. Tim Hortons to offer a free coffee donut to app users involved in a privacy lawsuit, because, you know, once you started using their stuff, they were tracking you. Yeah, this is almost the most quintessentially Canadian article you could possibly imagine. This is Invasion of Privacy. Tim Hortons, um, shitty offer to pay out, not an admission of guilt. The only thing it's missing is a moose and equalization payments. The best is the end of the article is like, uh, yeah, we're ready to proceed offering uh, everyone affected a free coffee and a donut. And uh, yeah, and they valued the ju- coffee at six dollars and nineteen cents, and the donut at two dollars and thirty nine cents. And they were just like, waiting for a judge to sign off on it. You can't make well, this one I mean, up. Like I, I was like, this is this is something else. Yeah, so definitely go out and download that app and give it five stars while you're at it too. Pierre Pulyev uh, is the latest iteration of the long history of the Made in Canada. Uh, populism and just so i have it sitting here somewhere i i I pulled up the definition of populism i think you had it in there as well anytime you hear the populism written in the cbc it comes off as this like really negative connotation it's a slur right it's always populism oh they're the conservatives in their populism viewpoints and you're like like manitoban or dukabor well, Manitoban kind of, you know, anyways, yeah. <laughs> a political approach that strives to appeal to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by establishment elite groups. Yeah. Like, for example, the establishment elite groups that make $600,000 a year or the establishment elite groups that take the summer off to go on vacation to Costa Rica after we spent $12 million fixing up the summer home that they could go on summer vacations at or the establishment elite groups that retire and then get hired back the next day so that they can double dip a pension while making their quarter million dollar a year salary. This is, this is not anything that's crazy or the establishment elite group that hires to the tune of $1.7 billion a year, a media establishment to be their cheerleaders and say things like populism is bad. Populism is a good thing. You t- you give me that definition and you tell me when we look at all this stuff we talk about every week, how populism could possibly be bad. Am I supposed to say something here? I, I When you read the definition, I go, I feel like what a politician is supposed to do is what the people want. 
isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. But that's the thing is that when you look at what the people want, it's different from what the the elites want. Yes, and what it's the establishment like, wants. Yes, like, certainly. That's the biggest concern right now is the establishment is holding back, doesn't want what the people want. The people want mm-hmm. some accountability and transparency and like a whole bunch of just simple things, you know? But, like maybe but listen media, to what our concerns are. Absolutely. But when the media talks about it, like populism is a way of speaking about politics that pits people against each other by framing us as the true people and them as the evil elites who control everything. Such rhetoric is untrue, but it has the psychological appeal of feeling right. How many fucking examples do you need before you say, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Maybe they got something here. Maybe we're, you know, if you run into an asshole first thing in the morning, you ran into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day long, you're the asshole. How about should we be naming heat waves like hurricanes? Oh, this is just the happiest news article ever. I just saw this after last week when we talked about how they they did the the heat wave warning about when it hit 30 degrees in the summer. And then this is their follow-up article again from CTV News. And I think it's a wonderful idea. It would just drastically simplify things. If we just started naming heat waves after people... Right. Because you think like, okay, if it uh, if it was if it's really hot, but it hasn't been very hot for like 10 years, you could call it Brittany. And if it's unbelievably hot, you could call it Selma or or Scarlet. What if it's what if if it's if it's going to be okay? No, no, no. Finish your finish your thoughts. No, no, no. I want to. You might be just saying, lead me into what I was going to say anyway. Go well, for it. Well, I, I want to know what how what it has to do to be Kim Kardashian hot, like that kind of like, like you, uh, you had a yeah, sex that's, tape. That's January weather. That's January weather right there. Yeah, yeah. And if it's going to be extremely cold and not hot at all, you could just call it Hillary with like five L's. Oh, uh, I was going to say Jane Fonda. You know that I, that woman. Have you yeah. seen that woman right now? Eighty four years old. She was on uh, some talk show. I can't remember if it was Jimmy Kimmel or, or uh, Jimmy Fallon. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, how's that woman 84? Like, she looks still pretty good for that age. Obviously, he's had some work done to her. But uh, I feel like she could be uh, a little bit of a cold wave coming through, you know, uh, after her. Uh... Oh, he... yeah. And, like, she's just, she's too crazy on the crazy hot scale. Like, yeah, maybe 50 years ago, she could have got away with it, but she's just the crazy stayed, but the hotness, no matter how much, you know, eventually, eventually, no matter how many times you patch something over, it's going to start looking shabby. Right. And it's only a couple more years before she's just a future on my head in a jar. Oh, poor Jane Fonda. Anyways, PEI pub uh, pulls. Oh man. PEI pub pulls Trudeau's photos after barrage of hate filled comments i think i can read it right let's fill the two minutes by saying that five times fast (laughs) this is just been the latest of a long line of iterations of people getting mad whenever companies host political political events yeah yeah but it's just funny because now the establishment media and the left is mad because it's going against one of their guys. They didn't care when it was Pierre Polyev and steam whistle and steam whistle retreated like immediately 
came out with a statement, despite the fact that they've had Trudeau there before they've like multiple times, they had Peter McKay, they had Adam Vaughn, but when Pierre Polyev's going to be there, they released a statement distancing themselves from it. And uh, when Toolshed hosted uh, Trudeau a few weeks ago, they didn't talk about it at all on their social media. And that was the problem with, with this brewery and PEI was that they, they were like, Hey, look, we hey, had look. Justin Trudeau here. Yeah. And then people pointed out, they're like, hey, actually, there's a picture of him with his arms around a couple of the waitresses, and he's got his hands like right up underneath, like where if he was to just try and drop his hands, they'd stay there. And and then when CBC ran with the story, they put a cropped version of that photo yes. that didn't they, show that. They 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 literally took his hands out of the picture. And yes. when you look at and it, you go, you know who needs to take his hands out of the picture before that? Justin himself. I actually, yeah. 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 If you haven't seen the picture, the uncropped picture, I mean, is it the end of the world? No, but when it's the prime minister and he's had allegations of, well, actually not even allegations, he's paid out money to underage. Uh, that never really got substantiated as far as I'm concerned. Really? Yeah, well, the Buffalo Chronicle said they were going to drop some proof on it, and they never did, and everybody just kind of assumed because they hate Justin Trudeau that it's probably right. And he definitely left New Point or West Point Academy or whatever it was under really suspicious circumstances, but mm. nothing definitive ever came out of it. It's all speculation as far as I know. But well, I mean, this, this whole thing, this whole cancel culture, it's just been going on for so long where like even Stephen Del Duca in his disastrous uh, provincial campaign He's got a picture of himself at a brewery and they blurred out the Coors banquet on the tap because <laughs> he didn't want to get involved in this. And, but it's just the, the only reason why they're upset is now it's one of their guys, right? Like even the Alberta Federation of labor has a website that you can go to right now. I saw that. That is boycott UCP donors.ca. Yeah. So this isn't, this isn't the right striking. This isn't them drawing first blood. This is them punching back. This is what I've been talking about for a long time. The only way cancel culture is ever really going to go away is if it's just such a bloodbath everywhere that everyone finally says, okay, you know what? Enough. Let's just quit. And so I like the fact, I, I don't really like how far it went, but I like the fact that people are saying, you know what? All right. These are the rules now. I guess that's how we play the game. Federal government posts surplus of $5.3 billion for first two months of 2022-23 fiscal year. Yeah, you know what the first two months of the fiscal year are for the government of Canada? March and April. Do you know what happens in April? Tax season. So did you see that Statista.com uh, link that I sent you with, with just the I'm graphs of the quarterly income? I'm now staring at it. Okay. You notice how it's a bump and then three lower ones and a bump and three lower ones and a bump and three lower ones. Yes. The bump is the fiscal Q1, right? Now I couldn't find anything breaking down month to month, but the whole point is, is that this gets not really drawn up as being anything more than, Oh, Hey, they've got a, they've got a fiscal surplus in, in these first two months where they get a vast, share of the money they make for the whole year and they they got a tiny surplus but it just gets presented in a vaguely misleading way where they're kind of hoping somebody takes it and runs with it 
You mean our so, government isn't being factually correct and they're oh, they're being factually things? correct, but they're just saying, why don't you just just look at this tiny little part of the story and don't don't worry about all the other stuff behind you. Airport COVID measures derail Israeli terror survivors trip to Canada's wonderland. They should have somewhere in there that it was kids. Cause I don't think that says in there, right? No, no. Well, no of course kids. you're not going to say it's kids. You're going to draw criticism against this bullshit situation that they're in. I mean, these poor little kids, they, they survived terror attacks in Israel. None of them even speak English. They all speak Arabic and Hebrew yes. and they, they get flown across the world, which is pretty cool. And yep. then they land in another third world shithole that is Pearson airport. And then as <laughs> if the fucking bombs going off aren't bad enough. Now they got to deal with Canadian bureaucracy. Come on. So, they so anyway, out, they 15 out of on, the 33 kids yes. get pulled for random inspection and they spend the whole fucking trip trying to prove that they, they miss don't out have COVID. On Niagara, Niagara Falls and Canada's Wonderland <laughs> to get an offsite COVID test. Like at this point, if it like if you can't laugh about some of this stuff, I just don't even know anymore, twos, right? Like it's just it's absurdity. Yeah. Everybody at this point knows is absurdity, or I believe they do. And you read the story and you're like, imagine being that kid and just being like, what do I got to do? Like, what, what, you know, like they can't even. Well, they, they don't even sp- speak English. Well, They've that's got right. some I guy mean- pulled aside and they're like, they're trying to get into. Imagine trying to get into the water park. And they're like, no, no, no. no. But you don't no. you don't speak the language. And then you got to eventually figure out through translators and stuff that you got to spend the next couple of days running around Toronto, going to laboratories to prove that you don't have a virus that everybody stopped worrying about two years ago. Oh, it's just, again, this is like Tim Hortons. It's just classic Canadian. This is just, this no, is a this, part of this our is, heritage. This, this is, is a part of one. our heritage. This is a great now. one. Climate activists glue themselves to a painting. Although not exactly, because they glued themselves to the glass protecting the painting. And when the guy from the video that I've seen, when the, when the, when the, the, the guy from the museum comes and just pulls him off, I'm sure he's like, what are these idiots doing? Like, thank God they're not smart enough to actually glue themselves to this beautiful work of art, right? They just glue themselves to the to the front of the glass. Anyways, well, I digress. I activist just... protesters aren't exactly known for being smart. There was the ones who came up from Brazil a few years ago to Fort Saskatchewan, and they climbed up on, on a bunch of the production tanks at one of the upgrader facilities there. And then they had to get rescued right away because it was minus 40, and they hadn't planned on it. Because they just like, oh, we're coming up from Brazil. Everything's going to be fine. They get there and they're it's gonna like, holy it's gonna be great. fuck, it's cold. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, what is one thing you know about Canada in the winter months? I'm just curious. <laughs> Maybe sucks. A, it's cold. It's, it's cold, cold. balls, man. It's like this is coming off of last week. There was somebody who cemented their hand to a road. And you've had a whole bunch of these protesters who just put themselves in really, really compromising places. And... For some reason, we keep rescuing them. And I don't know why. Like, honestly, Danielle Smith, you want another common sense policy to put in your platform? How about this? The protesters can figure it out act, which is the next time that you cement your hand to a road, they just set up a couple cones. And you know what? If you piss and shit yourself for a few times before you get rescued, well, you're just going to have to sit in it. Who's that? Oh, that's just Bob. Bob Bob glued himself to the road. What's he doing there? Yeah, we'll just ah. put a sign up ahead. Please no, slow down. I, uh, Please don't drive over. Supposedly him. the glue will undo itself here in like 24, 48 hours. He'll be fine. I mean, we put a couple cones around him. Did we 
talk about the guy from Babe? The guy from the Babe? old Irish dude? Yeah. yeah. What about him? You know, that'll do, Peggy. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah. That guy glued his ass to a Starbucks in New York because he, he was did mad not. that they charged because they charged extra for almond milk. Really? Yeah. It just happened like a couple months ago. No shit. The old no guy shit. from Babe. James Cromwell. James Cromwell's is literally name. glued himself to a Starbucks. He glued his ass to the counter of a Starbucks because they charged extra for almond milk. Tell me if that isn't just classic whiny first world problems. I can't believe he even worried about that. I mean, the guy was a legend. Babe was a great movie. Anyways, he's probably still making tons of money from that. The persecution of Tamara Lynch uh, is a national embarrassment. I think we can both agree with that. Uh, she um, got vindicated yeah. and, and and is finally out again after being held for however many days. Yeah, like it's just this is. I watched part of that trial. Uh, like uh, at this point, I'm a little bit shocked even at how far Canada is willing to go to come across the country. You know, I had Daniel Bulford on and we talked mm-hmm. about it and how far we're willing to go to put Tamara Lynch leech behind uh, bars and have her sit there. And like, I'm just happy she's out too. Uh, honestly, I, I'm very it, happy. She's yeah. out. I was looking forward to seeing her at the whistle stop on Canada day. And then she got jailed. So that, that was a, non-starter but that would have been awesome and it's just nice that vindicated is exactly the right word it's just it's really interesting that we live in a place where this is something that's actually happening yeah you have to remind yourself that because it, it almost seems surreal uh that that's still going on you know what i mean like Yeah, this is the kind of thing you expect in Liberia or Ghana or Mozambique. Or anywhere but Canada. But here we are. Here we are. It's kangaroo court, so maybe Australia? Maybe. Anyways, hats off to to Tamara Leach, Leach, wherever uh, she's at, because appreciate her, everything she's done and stood up for and spoken to and everything else. So it's it's great to hear that she is back out. Here's one that... uh, is a been a tough one for me to read. Canada's top woman hockey players say there's uh, much to do to clean up toxic behavior. I got so I got to give a the, a little bit of background on on one of the the scandals that's going on with Hockey Canada right now. Okay, TSN reports that a source contacted Conservative MP John Nader and described a video showing about six players who were with Canada's World Junior Team. This is back in 2018. Uh, at the time, having sex with a woman who was non-responsive and lying face up on a pool table. Uh, a woman who was 20 at the time alleges eight unnamed CHL players, including some of the Canada's U team, U20 men's world junior hockey team, sexually assaulted her on June 19th, 2018, and she filed a claim for $3.5 million. Uh, the statement also goes on to claim alleges the they went to the player's hotel room and engaged in sexual acts. At some point, uh, the player allowed seven others to enter the room without her knowledge or consent. The statement of the claim said the men brought golf clubs with them, knowing it would further frighten and intimidate her. Over several hours, according to the statement of claim, the group of hockey players uh, placed their genitals on her face, slapped her buttocks, spit on her, ejaculated on her, and engaged in vaginal intercourse while she was too intoxicated to consent. Uh, Here's, this is where, if that isn't all bad enough, okay, Tews, that isn't all bad enough. The young woman said, 
At some point, she was crying and tried to leave the room, but was directed, manipulated, and intimidated in remaining, her claim says. Um, you know me. I am a big pusher of hockey. I love hockey. I think it's the greatest sport on the earth. I think we have the best, best athletes, and we do the right thing majority of the time. This is maybe the worst hockey has to offer. Even if half mm-hmm. of this is true, the fact there's a video of it, the fact that they brought like bringing golf clubs and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that's fucked up. Like that is really fucked up. And then to have a poor girl crying. I mean, fuck. I mean, like I even have to go through it all. And then you, and then you top it off with like hockey Canada sounds like, yeah, they probably knew about parts of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they did, you know, just like so many things that have come before it in sports, not alone, just hockey. Uh, instead of just like, getting it to the bottom of it immediately they try and do this little dance where well just shuffle it under the rug and nobody will notice except that never works it makes you look horrendous it puts a huge black eye on hockey canada which i have a lot of time for because i mean obviously i I love playing hockey and I, i love what the hockey canada emblem has meant and some of the tournaments they've played in when you read this man it makes you sick uh to your stomach it absolutely makes you sick and Oh, yeah, there's not really any humor to be found in this, to be honest, but it really makes me wonder why Hockey Canada even gets involved. Like if if we had a company and there was eight of us and we or we worked at a company and there was eight of us that did something like this, I mean, never going to happen, but the company wouldn't be involved and they'd probably just fire us. They'd say, okay, well, this isn't a culture fit and you guys just good luck with the law, but you don't work here anymore and absolutely fair. But I just, I, I don't understand why hockey Canada would get involved at all because it's not as though it's not like the Sheldon Kennedy thing where it's a coach doing it and you've got that, that kind of acting. But if, but if it's world juniors, something like this, if it's world junior hockey players at an event, that uh, was put on by hockey Canada or well, right. Like the, it the kinda... one guy picked her up at a bar. Yeah. But it, I believe it was talking about, and geez, you know what? We're going to have to follow up on this. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to follow up on this and we're going to have lovely listeners who are all over me uh, most likely about this because um, I could have swore it, it, it talked about how uh, there was a function that was closely uh, participated by hockey Canada. And that's how a bunch of this got on. Cause they got a whole bunch of new stuff coming out saying that a hockey can events, they'll make sure there's no alcohol. There's cur- strict curfews. There's a whole bunch of things that it said in the article that they're going to have to impose moving forward. But that doesn't take away that like what went on and the mentality of, of, you know, instead of just addressing it mm-hmm. and shedding light on it and, and, and moving, not moving on, but like, Geez, you know, every time you bury a story like this and then it comes up, it is so much worse. Like it is. Oh, just, absolutely. Like, this Brenda is- Lucky was dealing with this this week where she tried swipe, uh, sweeping something under the rug with uh, a guy who got drunk after work with a bunch of coworkers, a cop who uh, tried feeling up a couple of the chicks he worked with and one of them punched him out and then filed for, you know, sexual harassment. And his complaint was like, well, I don't know. I'm not denying it. I was blackout drunk. And he just got a slap on the wrist. 
And so, I mean, this stuff, like just uh, the military, there's so many aspects of this that were coming out like a year ago with Mercedes Stevenson's investigations and stuff like this. This just, it's this systemic thing where these corporate bodies with no oversight have no real reason to try and do things ethically. It's a, it's, it seems to be just rearing its ugly head across so many different things. And instead of just shedding light on it, talking about it and moving on, not moving on. I don't know what the right word is too, but you get the point. I know what you're, I know what you're saying. We just keep trying to slide it by like nobody else catch on to this and that it doesn't, you know, whatever it is, we'll pay some money and, and we'll save the, the corporation or what have you, some embarrassment. It's like, no, uh, what these you guys do, but... had budgeted for sexual assault buyouts. Basically. Yes, they yes. Like just imagine like, Oh, well, what's this, uh, $6.8 million you have as a line item here. Oh, that's for when girls get raped. Well, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, mean... that is it. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say other than, I, you know what? I can't even defend the point here. I'm just going to, I'm going to move on because I've already oh, said what I, uh, yeah. not to defend it, just that, um, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to say here. Like I'm so tongue tied on this. I'm, I'm like, I'm it's one of those guys. Just, I'm one of those guys when I go back to, when I go back to Harvey Weinstein, right now, I have all the, the horrendous stories. I remember sitting uh, with my wife at breakfast one morning after a wedding and Harvey Weinstein uh, was on the paper. And I'm like, ah, oh, my God, it ain't that bad. And then I literally read the article and it was like talking about putting a girl in the corner and like jerking off behind her. And I was like, oh my God, never mind. I just totally stuck my foot in my mouth. I'm an idiot. I literally said that within five minutes, right? Like, ah, oh, these girls are, what is it? And then I read it and I'm like, oh my God. And I was saying it all loud to my wife and she was just laughing at me. I'm like, oh, maybe I should. And in this one, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. And then the article is like, ah, you can't un unread that, unsee that. Like, no. this is brutal. And Hockey Canada needs to do better. Just simply put, it's just as simple as that. Hockey players need to do better. Athletes need to be better. Like, that's it's a bad stain on the sport that's given so much back to not only my life, but others as well and communities mm-hmm. and everything else. That's all I got to say on that because I've been ranting. Italy's, here's your happy moment. Italy's oldest yes. student graduates again at the age of 98. Yes. So, yeah, he's Italian, but I'm not sure if his name's Italian enough. This guy by the name of Giuseppe Paterno, who's from Palermo, and I've actually been to Palermo, so so this is kind of cool. Uh, he became Italy's oldest graduate again. He upgraded his... Um, his degree in history and philosophy to one of a master's in history and philosophy. This is a guy who apparently fought for the Axis in World War II, which is kind of alluded to in the article. They don't really make a big deal out of it. Uh, But yeah, he's an Italian World War II vet. So there's that. Um, But uh, yeah, he grew up in Sicily, never had enough money to go to university when he was a kid. And now that he's retired, he's just kind of pursuing his passion, which is expanding his mind. And as a guy who likes learning things, I think this is pretty cool. I tell you what, if if I had all the money in the world, if the podcast was making Joe Rogan money, I think I'd go there and interview him. If he, you know, if I could have a translator or something along, I think that'd be freaking sweet. Like a ninety-eight year old still still kicking it because you like imagine the stories that man has. Would that not probably, be fascinating? Well, the hand talking would be probably pretty good. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, a ninety-eight year old Italian guy. 
you just you, you'd have the the boisterousness combating the arthritis. I don't know if he'd be dexterous or just medium or, you know, if they cancel out or what the deal was. But yeah, actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, like if you just had fuck you money, wouldn't it be cool that just every time a cool news article like this comes up? Way we go. You know, we're gonna, Can yeah. you imagine Twos and Sean on the road? Just every time there's a happy, a happy story. It's like, well, you want to go to uh, Tuscany? Yes, I do. All right. Way we go. Private jet. And just literally film the entire thing, interview a guy and then just carry on to the next one. You know, think of the yeah. happy stories we've had over 15 weeks. Like you oh, have been a lot of good ones. Yeah, you'd have you'd have the boy who they found uh, uh, naked in the tunnel. Thank in you. The sewer. Yeah. Right. He would. That'd be an interesting account of what went on there and how happy and elated he was to get, you know, found. You'd have you'd have this one. You'd have. Didn't we have a parachuter who was like 105 years old? Am I, am I, I can't correct? remember exactly how old she was. I think but, I tell you what, but the yeah, the Scandinavian make, lady, yeah, the yep. happy moments would make one hell of a, uh, of uh, a podcast. Although one of them was like the highest coverage score ever. Wasn't it? And I, I don't know how long of a podcast that could be, but Hey, that's me. <laughs> that would have been fun. That's, that's probably my favorite one. That was the first one we did, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, maybe just small town Saskatchewan guy. I thought the high score crib hand was, was pretty good but that would be great we could like private so we wouldn't have to deal with that arrived can app at five stars either that's right well twos appreciate you uh you doing the well hopping on hopping you know doing this again week 15 uh how's august going for you anyways august is here july just passed like it well, that flew by uh, july did fly by that was great i had a really good july and august i mean it's only a few hours old so the jury's out but we'll see hopefully i get some nice weather Okay. Well, we'll Maybe catch we'll up. We'll get to a heat wave that we could name twos. Well, it have it like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for 20, it. 22 degrees Celsius weekend. It's twos weekend. It's a twos heat wave. Yeah. No? Something like that? I don't know. Maybe it'll hit 222 degrees Kelvin or something in the uh -huh. winter. Okay. That's all we got for you this week, folks. Uh, we'll catch up to you next Tuesday. For sure. And until then, too, uh, you know, whatever. Enjoy the lake or whatever you're doing on that side. All right. Sounds good, man. See you.